Welcome back to episode 159 of the Blockrunner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Iman and I react to Apple unveiling its new VR headset. Next, we examine the tech behind Apple Vision Pro and how it will revolutionize the future of work. Then we look over how Apple's VR headset will attract competition to the metaverse. And finally, the SEC attacks Coinbase and Binance. We break down what this means for crypto. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 159 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Ivan. What's going on, Will? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. And we're just hot off the presses of, I guess, watching the Apple headset. Well, that was yesterday. That was yesterday, yeah. Yeah. And Which, we're, st- we're still talking about it today. As we should. Yeah. <laughs> we got to unpackage and, like, uh, I guess understand, like, what the hell's going on? Where are we? What is this reality we're living in? This. Uh, yeah. Is the future with a bunch of computers strapped to our faces? Is that the future? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've definitely been dabbling and toying around with that. Literally, like, just thinking about that is yeah it's the future like considering what apple unveiled is like as powerful as this device in front of me yeah like if you extrapolate into the future will these things just become completely obsolete can we envision a future where humans only like the only device that we'll ever need in the future is like a goggle yeah so can you can you imagine that you're sitting at the airport you're waiting for your plane right you're sitting there yeah instead of pulling out your laptop you pull out a headset you just slap it on you put it on and then you 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 I don't know, unlock the uh, the Mac app. And they're like, yeah. boop, yeah. <laughs> there's your Mac, your interface, and then it's just recognizes all your hand gestures, your eye look, you know, the eye pointer, everything. Yeah. Everything that Apple has just innovated. I think the only thing missing with that scenario is the ability to type, like, quickly. But I guess you can talk into it, and it'll type everything out. You could, but sometimes you don't want to be, you know, yeah, I agree. verbal. Yeah. Especially on an airplane, right? You yeah. got to be able to. Well, why couldn't you just like display like a hologram of a, of a fucking keyboard? I mean, you could, you? but you would have to use your eyeballs to like look at the different char- the characters, the buttons, and then actually click through them. For now, it's like finger. But there has to be a way to like geolocate, like you could measure the dimensions of your whole space somehow with this. So basically, device. just type it out. Just like whatever this. is here in this specific area of this geospace that my headset's aware of, my finger's there. Therefore, it triggers that key response. Right? Well, it could do that, but it, you're, yeah, you could do that. Yes, it's gonna happen. I had a client who had a ALS one time, and he had eye tracking where he would he would like write out these long emails. He was pretty quick with it, so I don't know exactly how he would like do the input, but I know that that technology is is pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a you know how we are we're able to type with ten fingers, and we are pretty quick at it. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a way to redesign a keyboard where you just use your eyes to like That's type true. out words. <laughs> use your eyeballs and like predictive AI yeah. probably. Yeah, 100%. and like all the different like hooplas of neuroscience. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could do that with this headset and yeah. just basically it's just like keyboarding except with your eyes. I, I could totally see that because our eyes, like what we do with like you know the, the our keyboards on our mobile devices, it's. It's kind of like our eyes are already probably look at the the, the button yeah. before our finger gets there, right? Yeah. So it's like as long as our eyes like move 
all, all you're doing is removing the actual finger to 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 push that in, that input, right? It's just yeah. yeah. Did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built MetaZone, the first app store for the metaverse. Buy, sell, and explore a new class of digital assets like our flagship game Rovi.ai. Support us by collecting your digital assets through MetaZone at MetaZone.io. Like, comment, and subscribe to stay updated. Back to the video. I can see that. And I have faith. Like all these companies, especially Apple, I guess, they're going to figure this out. Yeah. And it's only going to make this experience better. But, but the thing we were talking about, though, is like, man, I don't know. Like whenever we're watching this event, obviously, maybe we have a bias because we're like deep in the metaverse ourselves. Oh, I thought you were saying we're going to be Apple fanboys. Oh, there's another <laughs> layer of bias there. I'm not, a, I mean, I, I am a consumer, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not like, uh, what's, what's the opposite of agnostic? Um, you're not, uh, a, you're, you're not a fanboy, basically. <laughs> that's, that's the best you come up with? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not a maxi, right? Like an yeah. Apple maxi, like yeah. you are, right? Yeah, I would say so. Why are you a maxi, dude? Why, why can't you give um, like another company like a shot? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I have given them a shot. Okay. I, I used to have P laptops, PC laptops, mm -hmm. and they just failed. Like, yeah. like within a, a couple of years, they're just like unusable. Were you buying like cheap ones? I mean, no, they weren't that cheap. They're like the the Apple version of like HP laptops oh, really? or ThinkPads, really? IBM ThinkPads. So like a fifteen hundred dollar plus yeah. device, really, yeah. and they yeah. still sucked. Yeah, they still sucked. Yeah, see, I never was able to like get into that realm of the PCs. Mm. I just couldn't afford it. But yeah. I always wondered if you match up, you know, because these Macs, these Apple devices, are so much more expensive than they are PCs. Yeah, but they last so much more longer. Well, I'm starting to note, or this is my first Mac ever, yeah. and I think I got it three years ago. It's still humming. Yeah, it's humming. Like it's not usually. Yeah, you're right. If I had a PC by now, it'd be like splitting in half from all like the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Keys would be dislodging and stuff like that, and for sure there'd be multiple like warning messages on my screens every time I log in about yeah. all the viruses I've accrued. <laughs> that is the experience I do remember. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in comparison, this is pretty solid, you know? Yeah. And literally, like, solid. I've literally dropped this thing before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have little kinks here and there, but the screen's not broken. Yeah. It's not bad, dude. This is a solid, solidly engineered device. 100%. You know? And this thing lasts, like, 18 hours on battery. Yeah. I'd say it's been pretty consistent in that respect, yeah. Yeah. So. There's no PC that does that. I mean, there's probably some now with, like. Yeah. Uh, less powerful processors, but yeah. So in other words, I mean, Apple's just, they're just good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want to buy the best uh, of the hardware. So mm -hmm. it's just, there's no competition to Apple. I don't think. Yeah. So, okay. Now we're talking about the headset space, like um, VR and AR. We, we've, we've, we all own Oculuses, right? Mm -hmm. We've enjoyed our experience. Every time I hopped in there, I was like, man, I was blown away by what, what I was witnessing. See, I wasn't so blown away. I, I, when I when I first put it on, I was like, "This is exactly what I expected." Really? Like I could like a screen door effect. I can see like the individual pixels. It was just like, I and then the games were just reminding me of like cell phone games, just in three D. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I I was just not impressed. Really, I wasn't. Mm. And but, you know, I played some games. There's some zombie games that I like on there. It's fun to play, but I'm not blown away to any extent at all. Well, I just don't think like those game creators have like figured out the right 
like incentive loops or whatever to keep people engaged for the long term. And also because there's like there's there's resi- there's friction points. Well, there's limitations that, too. I mean, yeah, it's too. it's it's like a cell phone processor. You know, it's Okay. Yeah, it's not a CPU. You with Apple's headset, you're putting in a CPU on your face. So that's the main difference here. Yeah. That's a big difference. And, and these are these are like not laptop CPUs. There's that's the same CPU that goes into the Mac Pro. Okay. Right, essentially, right? Obviously there are bigger chips and everything, but essentially the architecture is the exact same. Mm-hmm. So these are very capable machines. I mean, with this M2 processor on the on the headset, you're able to edit, you know, I think eight streams of 8K raw video mm-hmm. on on an M2. Hmm. And like, if you do that on a PC, it would just like explode. Okay. Well, <clears throat> yeah, even though you said all that, I still, based on like their uh, so, presentation, so, I didn't see much like of an emphasis on gaming on, on, at all. On pro- yeah, because there's not that many games in 3D f- on a Apple headset, right? So there won't exist. Well, I, but they also had a call to action to developers, right? It's like, okay, yeah. like our... our Tools are available today. Yes. So start building some stuff. Yes. Right. But if if they have the hardware components to support like a much more robust game than yeah. what Oculus can do, why didn't they, you know, try and attract the game devs? That's a great question. They should have gone out to like some developer on Unity and let's make yeah. a, a mini game, some sort of something to demo. To leverage, yeah. Why the fuck didn't they do I that? I don't know. I'm pissed. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's because it's very complex to um, get to a point where it's stable enough for developers to touch. And then mm. you're you're asking a game dev to make a game. Those are non-trivial activities. It might also have something to do with the the price point of the thing. It's like they know. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> What's the point of like attracting like a developer or an ecosystem of game devs? When, when your like hardware no, is thirty five hundred yeah, bucks, it's unlikely any gamer demographic will yeah. ever be able to onboard to something like this. Yeah, agreed. so I don't know. That was the thing I was kind of like questioning: like, who is their demographic? Who are they trying to sell this thing to at a price point like that? Yeah, yeah. it's not going to be the hottest Christmas item like the Oculus no. was. Fuck no, no. Yeah. And speaking of, there's an Oculus Quest three coming out at the end of this year, and it has similar functionalities as pass through. Uh-huh. Um, has AR capabilities and the resolution is higher. Yeah. So, but it's five hundred bucks. Five hundred. Five hundred. I'm buying it. Yeah. I, and that's I'm that's one of the takeaways that TJ was talking about. I was like, dude, this. Even though this is obviously very impressive, and Apple once again comes out looking like giants as they are. It's yeah. like, dude, our cock is Speaking fucking of, massive. They spent. They spent five thousand patents, right? Five thousand patents. Like, yeah. I, I've gotten a patent before. I know how much it costs. It's like twenty grand per patent. So what was the math on That's that? That's $100 million. Just on patents. patents. Yeah. So Jesus. obviously Apple. Do you have to hire a lawyer out. to do that? Well, they have their own lawyers. Well, yeah. So I'm yeah. sure it's obviously less than $20,000 at scale for something like Apple. True. But nonetheless, you know, a ballpark, you're spending fifty to $100 million on patents. Yeah. The fact there's even like 5,000 like things to consider in developing this yeah. like that's, yeah, that's insane that's, that is insane i agree yeah you just look at it you know i could probably only like visibly see like 10 things yeah <laughs> but that's because everything's like well designed and it's hidden from my my naked eye so yeah i don't yeah. know what's in there yeah you know it's just i'm sure insane. there's a lot of like software and hardware components inside that are jesus yeah so. yeah that's too the software you're right um <clears throat> but yeah like like tj was saying like this is obviously a huge I think W for Apple. I mean, not like an obvious one yet because it's not going to attract the consumer, yeah. the mass consumer anytime soon. 
Yeah, so TJ was saying, it's like, he can see, right, that people are putting this on just to do work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see this as a replacement for, for like, a full-blown laptop. Like, instead of carrying a laptop around, you could carry this around. Or, or like, in an office setting, 100%. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I mean, the only thing, <clears throat> I think that opens up, like, a whole new potential of, like, what we could do with our bodies while we work, right? Because we have a laptop, we're kind of, yeah. like, fixed to this position here yeah. to, like, interface and work. Yeah. But if you're now you're like unburdened by that, now you can I don't so know. Like walk around and like, yeah, have it like build like a nice station. Like those, you know, those like Omni treads or something. You're just fucking doing yeah. this. Or yeah, you're having a meeting and you're <laughs> dictating your meeting and it's like all the, all the data is being recorded through AI apps and everything. And you're like having a FaceTime call and everything's being recorded. Right. And you're walking around. Yeah. Or you could just, you know, literally like recline, like get a lazy boy. Yeah. You're still as equally as productive because I mean, you got the computational power to edit videos yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I think it's cool. I think it's something that <clears throat> I think uh, it's going to enhance the work life for sure. Yeah, because, dude, we're destroying our bodies like this, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Now, what I can't see is some guy sitting on his couch playing NBA 2K like they, they showed. Like, I, I don't know how, yeah, I think how that's really going to work. I think it's somewhere in here. Well, like that right there, that's that's perfectly reasonable to me I think, I think yeah that's probably like the primary use case for something like this you have different screens set mm -hmm. up yeah you know you have your youtube kind of playing a podcast you got your microsoft excel because everybody uses excel right correct yeah and then you got your email you got if you want to like put something on the roof i'll put like my uh my stock trackers up there yeah, whatever yeah, crip, crip meme lines on the roof yeah. if i just want to like take a quick gander Oh, dude. I lost nice. hundred yeah. grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, Better I'll get just, back to work. I'm getting wrecked. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> you can do that. You, yeah. can, you can custom your reality. That's, that's I think, the real magic of, of uh, AR, VR, this spatial computing space, right? Yeah. You're yeah, going to be able to custom create your own experience of, of, of living, right? Yeah, and also the developers have to rethink applications now because now you have 3D space yeah. in order to create an app, right? So no longer are we burdened with like just a 2D interface now because we're looking at glass mm -hmm. with a display behind it. Now it's like the display is just the world around us. Mm. So what do apps look like if we never even started with 2D interfaces? We started with 3D. What would they look like? I think it's a lot more just like portaling into different things. You know, like, yeah. like, here we go. This guy's looking at like uh, a 2D interface with all these different like furniture displays. Yeah. Let me just like walk into one of those windows like, oh shit, I'm in the fucking room that's on display here. Yeah. And I see the bed. I'm now I'm fully immersed in like this whole this display. Yeah. It's like, dude, I like everything in here. And yeah. then a oh, fucking buy 3D buy button just like shows up in your face. Yeah. Click. Yeah. You're looking at the buy furniture, now. like with yeah. literally with your eye tracking, you're looking at the furniture yeah. and it has like a little display of like, this is like $1,500. Mm -hmm. And then you can just like click the buy button. Yeah. You're, you're looking at other furniture, it's like same displays. That'd be nice if you just like buy shit like that freely. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're definitely balling out if you just like pour it into whatever. Yeah. It's like, like store. buying stuff. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, like that is why I imagine like what's going to be possible, right? As as opposed to the two D e commerce experience, it's like you just shuffling through a bunch of images and two D videos, yeah, to try and make a decision. Like in the metaverse and in, in the spatial reality, you're going to be able to ex experience everything. Yeah, here's that guy playing two uh, K. Shit, but same thing. He's watching the game, dude. Let me just walk in real quick and be courtside if I pay twenty bucks. Yeah. 
Dude, right. that'd be cool, man. That is going to be cool. I want to see courtside. Like right there, he's like, well, this is a video game. Yeah, but video let's game. say he's watching a real game. Yeah. And his VR setup. He's like, dude, like I'm having fun, but I want something more. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just walk into my little display here. And uh, yeah. Then it's going to like not let you in. It's like, you got 20 bucks, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll give you my 20 bucks. Let me get in. See LeBron yeah. up close. Yeah. You know? So those are the things that it's kind of hard to... Understand, yeah, and a lot of the use cases they showed off is like looking at pictures. Like this, it's just not attractive enough. But they have like three D, like recordings. Like this is a three D recording where you can kind of like pivot your head and you can see like different angles of that yeah. recording. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is marketing. this is a cool use case, not for thirty five hundred bucks though. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I mean, this is just one of the many things though. I think this is a thirty-five hundred device just for to watch. Yeah, these are the apps that Apple made for the headset. Correct. We're 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 more interested on the apps that everyone else makes. Yeah, that's a good takeaway too. Is um, this isn't yeah this this is really just a a foundation for developers, right? Like Apple, as much money as they put into this, they're not the ones who are going to create the real value of this ecosystem. It's going to be the devs who actually figure out how to leverage all this. Devs make value, right? Yes. That's what, who said that Chamath, he doesn't invest in like infrastructure. He invests yeah. in app creators. Yep. hundred percent. Because those are the future. The higher upside. Those are the future trillion dollar companies. Yeah. Yeah. The apps. Yeah. Right? So who's going to build the apps of the metaverse? Like, I mean. Yeah. That's how Microsoft became a trillion dollar company. They made apps. True. Yeah. For, for the, uh, for the PC, right? Yeah. Software apps. Yeah. Software. And then, yeah. All these mobile app creators, Uber eBay, Amazon, yeah. all these different app creators and stuff. Dude, these are the biggest companies on earth now. It's yeah. Facebook. Yeah, those know. are the most investable because they have the highest upside. Correct. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. Yeah, so man, it's going to take a while. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, this is uh, very positive. I mean, even though they didn't say the word metaverse one time. <laughs> yeah, which we predicted. Yeah, we all took the under on that. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, is this going to play a big role in the metaverse? I mean, they didn't even uh, show like a virtual environment all that much. Even virtual. though they have a dial to be more like AR and more VR with a dial. Well, that's the thing. Everything they showed was like uh, Hollywood as fuck. Yeah. It was all just like, <clears throat> you know, marketing fluffery yeah. concept images and like animations and stuff. None of it was like real stuff. Because I... I yeah, it's just, they haven't even got to the stage where people are making things yet. It's just, I think the whole purpose of this was to showcase the hardware and then to inspire people to create. Yeah. Like the whole, like, there's a huge segment of just, like, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, right? Yeah, there's there's got to be a more consumer-friendly product coming for this, right? has to be. It, it has to be because at $3,500, only developers and companies are going to be purchasing this and, and making stuff. It's a lot of money. That's and, a lot of money. But a consumer friendly version is going to be around at 2000 bucks, like 1500 to 2000. And right now you can get a foldable phone like from Samsung for around 2000 bucks and people are buying it. <clears throat> yeah, 2000 is definitely the top end of what I call consumer friendly for sure. Yeah. But eventually they're going to have to get down. I mean, I don't but know. But this not. is the most advanced hardware anywhere. Agreed. There, there's not a consumer device out there that's more complex than this. Okay. Okay. 
So it's Understood. It, it's it's kind of <laughs> it's it's worth it. I mean, if you're like on that cutting edge of like tech, this is as yeah. As I mean, far as it gets. Right, and I think there's definitely enough people on this earth who have like wealth, right? Considering yeah. where we're at, like as a as an economy. Yeah, there's a pretty large pool of people out there that have enough resources to justify something like this. But again, it's going to be up to the developers to create that demand. Yeah. At this, the, the having the most complex device on earth does nothing as Agreed. far as like making you want to buy this thing. It's Agreed. like, okay, cool. It's going to slap on this, this ultra heavy. So look at my pictures. Yeah. This ultra heavy thing. Well, not ultra heavy, but this, this thing on my face and just really nothing like that captivating to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I watched a bunch of reviews on people that actually put it on, uh, like MKBHD, mm-hmm. I Justine was one. There's a few others. CNET, they, they all put it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all had glowing reviews. Like, like they were impressed. MKBHD was saying things like, it's pretty much magic the way that their <coughs> eye-tracking system works. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing that impressed me the most, too, is the, the ability to just look at what it is you want to select or interact with, whatever. Yeah. And it just recognizes exactly what you're looking at. And then all you do is a little finger gesture to yeah. execute. Yeah. I, I was so kind of bullish on this whole technology that I think maybe that they'll implement this on laptops in the future where you can kind of look around on your laptop and then with, with a finger gesture, you're actually clicking stuff. But could they do that? Like, uh, or do they need like the cameras a little closer up into your eyeballs? That's a great question. Do that? That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know if like just the camera right here. Yeah, has probably data. not. Probably not. So only like that's that's probably why the, these devices are so cool, right? It's like we've, we've unlocked a new interface, superpower. Yeah, that's like, true. Where our eyeballs are now like useful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as useful as our fingers. Yeah, like they have t- like tangible application to yeah. them. Like, functional. Fuck you with yeah. my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we have the force now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we can like fucking control things with just looking at it. It's like, Urgh. yeah, yeah. Then like a little swift like, comes flying at you, you know? Can't do that outside the spatial realm, dude. Yeah. So that means we're going to be walking around with these things for a long time in the future. Potentially permanently. Yeah. Potentially. It might be. It, if we could figure out like all the efficiency improvements, the enhancements to our daily lives that technology usually enables or unlocks, if it becomes that useful and, you know, I don't, dude, this contributes to like, um, you know, everybody's thesis, like Elon Musk, he knows at some point we're going to become bionic. Mm-hmm. Like we are, he says we already are because of the devices in our hands, you know? Yeah. We already are cyber, cybertronic organisms. Yeah. How is this not like the next step of that? Like this is like a way better this version. Is, of this is definitely phone. the next step. Yeah. I remember in an episode of Black Mirror that this guy put on this, this thing on his temple and all of a sudden he was hallucinating these holograms. And it was exactly like this where you can have like characters kind of spawn. Yeah. But like your brain was the processor generating these images to a certain extent. Mm. Yeah. And like these things, these characters were walking around on the table and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was all done by this, this thing in uh, on your temple. Well, that's what Neuralink is supposed to be, right? Yeah, I think Potentially so. Potentially. Like, that's, I, that's what I'm curious about. Is like, are you able to generate some sort of device that allows your brain to interpret these holograms? I would go out on a limb and say yes. I yeah, think that's definitely possible. Because if we could imagine a character, like, in our mind, like, right now, just, like, walking across the table, mm-hmm. like, I feel like we could render this in our mind. A thousand percent. I mean, just the fact that uh, a, a, like, a 
fucking microscopic dosage of like a hallucinogenic drug, <laughs> <laughs> like LSD. Yeah. It, it unlocks those same features you're, you're describing, right? Like you just ingest a tiny amount of it and it has, it does something to your brain chemistry. Yeah. You know, the signaling in your brain, all of a sudden you've rendered a whole different experience. Hmm. There's no way we can't figure out how to inject technology into that, those, those pathways yeah. and like just take advantage of that and render whatever it is the hell we want to render. Yeah. Right? I can see that. Yeah. We have like the most ultimate, like high definition rendering machine in our skulls. Yeah. But the problem is we have no control over it, you know? Yeah. And then having that a shared experience, that's like a whole new, like, complex networking. Yeah. Shared experience. Now, that's going to be weird. Yeah. It's like we're going to be catching Pokemons. Wow. We're like this. We're basically going to have to connect our minds. We have to have, like, an internet of the mind. Yeah. So where we could choose, like, okay, yeah, all of us in this room, let's just... Connect to this brain fi. Yeah. <laughs> this Wi Fi of our brains. Brain fi. That, that way we could all, yeah, have a shared experience, whatever it is we're seeing. So I bring that up because yeah. they didn't really talk about a shared experience with this headset. So if you and I were both wearing one, like we're in our own world, we're like separated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's really the greatest use case for uh, something like this. I think they, it needs to be more social and more present with people wearing these headsets across the planet. Like, why couldn't they be in the same room? You know what I'm saying? Instead of like a, a like like a FaceTime call where it's like a just a square with their face in it. I don't know. I mean, they obviously like were very careful about a lot of things during the whole event. Yeah. Even like when they were presenting like their AI developments, they made very they made sure they didn't actually say the word AI. Yeah, machine learning, neural engine. Yeah. So I think their marketing department is very aware of like what it is that people are afraid of. Yeah. And what it is that like gets people turned off to these types of like new ideas and stuff. Like they're trying to walk that fine line of like introducing new tech, new paradigms of like human experience. Without but like, without, tanking their price. Well, yeah, without like completely like freaking people out. Because yeah. like when you actually understand everything that's that's coming, like it's ter- it's it is terrifying in a way, just how much yeah. shift, how much change is coming. See, I have the opposite interpretation. I know you do. Terror. <laughs> I have, I'm talking about the masses here, dude. The people that are trying to sell this stuff to, you know? Yeah, I have optimism and, and hope. You're, you're freaking fully torqued. <laughs> <laughs> when you see all this tech, dude, it's like, yeah. just put it all in my blood, dude. You inject <laughs> me full of this these fucking chips. Yeah. I want silicon blood, dude. Fuck it. You don't want to chat with me with this headset on, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, not like that. Why not? Well, wow, hold on. Let me look at. I didn't even seen this picture before, yeah. dude. I don't know, man. See, I, I, I don't think we need to like see each other's eyeballs. To be honest, yeah. I like the idea of like you have this thing on, you're gone. Stop trying to like connect with me when I when I have this headset on, dude. Yeah, but I'm like looking you up in like the uh, the database, like trying to understand like. Well, I think they had different versions of it. Like if you're in the pass through mode, this is what you see. But if you're like in a world or something, it, it goes to that other screen. Yeah, that's true. You don't yeah. see the eyes. Yeah, correct. No, I know. I'm just saying like, even though like if you, you desire for whatever reason to have eye contact with another person and still have this thing over your face, <laughs> like it just, it doesn't compute but on a human it's level. A, it's just a take- valid use case. I mean, we put on the Oculus headset and you're like around me and you're talking like, I should be able to see you to a certain extent somehow, right? I guess it's less burden than just like, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Fuck off, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, instead you're just like, what, 
turning a knob or something? Yeah, basically. I guess. I guess. But my point is, okay, the difference between this and this, like, you know, is that satisfactory? You see, like, my, my rendered eyeballs? <laughs> <laughs> my LCD eyes, dude? <laughs> or, like, are you sufficiently connected, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to have a long conversation with this thing on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. Do they look like they're middle, like, pre-coitus there? Dude? <laughs> you know, they're about to fucking... Look at that face on her... Look on her face, like, dude. Are you she, ready to go? Yeah, dude. Maybe. Maybe dude, they're, like, watching... definitely, like, replace people's faces with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true, right? What? Yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, I mean, you could replace the face, dude. It's like... Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Now we're now we're talking, dude. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, honey, Whoa. put this on. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Maybe like what you're seeing is like everything else or like everything else is like custom. I don't know, dude. Now we're getting to like some weird dark mirror shit. Oh, that, like, w- that would be interesting. You could like let layer on like a whole different like avatar body on yeah. a person and like make love, make love <laughs> to an avatar, but it's actually a human. Wow, dude, we're getting what weird. A, what an interesting use case. I hadn't thought about that. Well, only TJ would have thought about that. <laughs> you said pre-coitus. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm just I'm interpreting her body language, dude. Look at that. Look at that wrist. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know how high that wrist is, dude? You don't put your wrist that high unless you're like sending signals, dude. You know, yeah. it's like shit. My goodness. <laughs> She's like, hold on, let me put this on first. Yeah, let me, let me see my yeah my my digit eyes. It's like you can be truly turned on here. I don't know. I I mean I I understand the motivation because we're human. We need that eye contact. Yeah. But uh, yeah, me, I'll probably just do this, to be honest. <laughs> Unless it's like painful. It's like I'm ripping hairs apart. It's like trying to take this thing off. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Um, all right. So how do how does this impact the metaverse though? So that's well psh. so yeah, everything we're talking about is that. Yeah, so th- yeah. Yeah, Apple did a good job not mentioning the metaverse just because they didn't want to tank the price. They, they didn't didn't want to scare, scare people. people away, yeah. And uh, however, they have virtual worlds where there's not a whole lot of interaction. It's just a scene with mm-hmm. a mountain in the back. And then you're all of a sudden you're looking at a hundred foot screen that you can watch a movie or anything. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, I suspect developers are going to be creating virtual worlds that have interaction with, with, yeah, they, with they, all kinds of stuff. That's, that was, that's cool. Yeah. I, I totally agree. That was like when we were, we were pre-gaming this uh this viewing party we had because <laughs> we've been looking forward to this for like a while because <clears throat> we're in the metaverse space. Everyone's looking for like a new catalyst to like get everyone like, you know, yeah, the metaverse. Yeah. Just like whenever Facebook pivoted and we saw this as like a potential catalyst moment. It's like, Oh, the biggest company on earth yeah, is announcing that like their next flagship product is going to be like metaverse focused. Right. That's, there's nothing bigger than that Yeah, from our perspective. So, one of the big predictions or like hopeful outcomes I had is like, dude, what's the best case scenario for us in yeah. particular? Because, you know, let's be a little greedy here. <laughs> it's like, what is going to be the best thing they could do to kind of like support our thesis? Like the metaverse is something of value. The yeah. metaverse should be pursued by humanity, just like, you know, space should be pursued yeah. by humanity because there's reasons, there's value. There's a lot of motivation for that, right? Yeah. And then for, for, I guess my thing is like, oh, well, they're going to say something about like uh, apps of the metaverse, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would be nice for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
they they released that slogan called Code New Worlds, and I interpreted it, I guess, a little too heavily. Well, yeah. I mean, it could, it's it's broad, so it could be anything. So it's not actual worlds, but it's like they probably meant like experiences. But I meant the word code, though, is what threw me off the most. I thought the world would would be the, the no. Key I word mean, there. like code is like everything. You code anything. Yeah, Everything's code. Yeah, but you would think like they would have said something like you know like create new worlds or like you know birth new worlds, something a little more like market marketing esque. Yeah. But code is like but, very specific. But their audience is this is a worldwide developers conference. It's mm. not a worldwide consumer conference. That's a good point. Yeah. I guess that was my misunderstanding of the audience. <laughs> even though even though this this is displayed and pitched as like a consumer friendly event. Yeah. Because they showcase hardware, right? Mm-hmm. Whoa. What what do developers need to do with a new laptop? They're not Nothing changes, but they show new laptops. Well, usually, it's like some kind of like SDK update or something, right? For well, like they're well, app, yeah, apps. yeah, but that has nothing to do with the new laptop, right? The SDK is the same whether you have a 15 inch or a 13 inch laptop. It's the same. I got you, right? Yeah. But so that's what I'm saying is like even though that this was this is a worldwide developers conference for developers, they had consumer friendly activity there. Yeah, it probably started out more developer focused, but over time. I mean, like, you know, news publishers or media is all paying attention to that. And that, that leads into like the marketing campaigns. Yeah. And, Just another opportunity to yeah. sell more stuff. Get people excited to buy stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm very excited about this headset. I want to try it. I don't know if I, I don't like spending $3,500 for something like this because I know I won't use it for $3,500 worth. You don't know that though. And no, uh, I won't. I won't. I, I, because there's not, not enough apps. I'd rather wait for like V2. I see. Yeah, but what, what what about like? But the, I like the what tech about the collector value, dude. Oh, I know. That's what I'm thinking about too. But, but the problem with that is you, you can't, can't open even it. open it. Yeah, you yeah. have to like, yeah, yeah. See, this is like, and then you have to hold it for like 25 years. Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> you burden. Have to somehow live for that long <laughs> for that purchase to uh, make sense. Yeah. You're right. But yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I feel like everybody, most people, are is like, yeah, I want to experience what all what 5,000 patents. Yeah, what does that what does that result like? like? Yeah, I want to experience that. And uh, what is it like sixty five pixels per pixel or something like that? Yeah, I want to feel that. Hell yeah, dude! But I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't justify spending like. You just gotta take a trip down to the Apple Store when they come out, dude. Wait in line with all the other guys with all the other peasants uh, and COVID, COVID juice. <laughs> yeah, dude. So this is definitely not a peasant machine. This is like <laughs> this is for the elite class, right? Yeah, yeah, for the oh, the creators out there. But but yeah, I I'm really impressed. This this is very impressive. The fact that we can build this as humans. <clears throat> okay, so going back to your question of like, what does this mean for the metaverse? And again, I was saying the best thing they could do is kind of like hone in on hone in on the narrative. Exactly what I was hoping they would hone in on is like de- developers create value. Yeah, apps in the in this virtual space. They created a whole new app environment for this, dedicated to to this hardware, spatial computing. Right. And uh, by the way, so did we. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, when, as soon as I saw that, they were displaying like these functional 3D objects yeah. in, in a spatial environment. It's like, dude, those are metas. Yeah. See that car over there that you could like jump into and like rev up or something? Those are coded functions. Yeah. That's another meta. That's right. Right. So it's like, dude, if we're looking for anything as far as like validation that we're on the right track. Yeah. I, I totally agree. It's nothing bigger than that. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, and then imagine that this headset's going to be leveraged in all kinds of virtual worlds. Like, I can see the other side 
you know, putting in some effort in supporting this hardware mm-hmm. where you look, you look around and you see like thousands of people just like running yeah. around you. Yeah. I don't think there's anything cooler than that. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully. So the fact that they are focusing and honing in on fostering like a, an application ecosystem I don't think they're going to run into the same dilemmas that like the existing web three metaverse space has where everything is like static, non-functional stuff. Yeah. Therefore there's like nothing really engaging. There's no reason to stay present. But you know what? This assumes that eventually everyone is going to be using a headset to like do computing. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I feel like that's a stretch. I feel like that's a stretch. I don't. Not at all. (laughs) I give it 10 years. 10 years, everybody is wearing these things all the time. 10 years. 10 years. All right. 20, 20, 33. Yeah, whether it's Apple's or like some shit version, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, yeah, like TJ's saying, it doesn't matter where you are on earth. You have the accessibility of your, you know, yeah, of this, wherever you go. Yeah. But how we end up carrying these things around is going to be the question, I guess. That's kind of how do you portableize this thing? Just throw it in a backpack, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, man. I or, like I, I said, it just literally becomes a permanent fixture. <laughs> like, you get the pass-through, like, so accurate. So, like, you literally can't tell the difference between, yeah. like, having this thing on or fully immersion mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just fucking... Just drill it into your temples, dude. Yeah. Never have to take it off. Yeah, with and they created a new chip here. So, yeah, this is... I feel like this is very bullish for the metaverse. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to their new their newer headset that's consumer friendly, just because th- there's a, like a a lot of high quality material here that doesn't need to be so high quality. Like I could see them making like plastic version of this instead of aluminum. Yeah. And accomplishing the same thing. Maybe maybe not. I don't know if Apple's like into that, like lowering quality for the consumer. Uh well they they used to make plastic phones <coughs> used like to con- con- consumer friendly plastic phones yeah. iPhones yeah oh sh- oh yeah obviously. well they have like the uh, iPhone Pro Max and then they have the whatever the cheaper one is iPhone yeah I guess it's just iPhone so they have the steel version of of the iPhone and then they have the aluminum version so that's a I wish I had mine on me I wonder which one I have you have the aluminum version not the steel version like the pleb version is what you're yeah. saying yeah I mean it's still damn pretty, it pretty good there's a lower version of the iphone too okay at least i'm not there <laughs> <laughs> see that's what they do these these technologists yeah. they're gonna turn us into like classists it's like pretty dude, much. you got a fucking aluminum or your plastic phone you fucking <laughs> suck dude it's like i can't i can't be friends with you you know steel or no friendship yeah you know we're gonna form like a new like form of uh division in tech yeah 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 fucking a dude but i mean yeah i mean Whatever makes money, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, that happened on Monday, and you're probably listening to this on on a Saturday, mm. but uh, but yeah, not a whole lot was revealed other than just a hardware headset. Um, I was purely entertained the entire time. Quality display of everything that they had going on in Apple. Yeah. Um, but at the exact same day, the SEC brings down the hammer. Oh, yeah, that's right. An hour before. Literally an hour before. An hour before. It Which, starts tanking everything. Metaverse projects. Everything. Bitcoin, Ethereum. Yeah. Everything starts going down 7 to 10%. Yeah, they went after CZ and like 13 other 
like top tier, top 20 projects. Well, like top 50, I'd say. Yeah. And they went after the metaverse too, specifically. They went after the top metaverse, Decentraland and Sandbox. Yeah. And, uh, you know. That sucks, dude. It does suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, let's see what Brian Armstrong's saying. Two hours ago? Yeah. <clears throat> The SEC reviewed our business and allowed us to become a public company in 2021. There's no path to come to come in and register. We tried repeatedly, so we don't list securities. We reject the vast majority of assets we review. The SEC and the CFTC have made conflicting statements and don't even agree on what is a security and what is a commodity. And this is why the U.S. Congress is introducing new legislation to fix the situation, and the rest of the world is moving to put clear rules in place to support this technology. So this is in regards to the SEC complaint against us today. We're proud to, rep to represent the industry in court to finally get some clarity. Okay. <clears throat> well, this is more like cookie cutter statements and, you know, this is just like a whole legal thing. Yeah. Unfolding I mean, before like, Coinbase, the Coinbase is going to fight back against the SEC. CZ Binance, they're going to fight back. They have to. Yeah. I mean, they just do. We want to rally behind Binance and CZ because. Yeah. They control 80% of the market. Yeah. 80%. So losing that. Good luck be, to our bags then, right? Uh, exactly. We're pretty much all, if you're talking about a winter, whew, that's the real winter. It's like not winter. It's like hell, dude. Something. A hellscape. Yeah. We're going to have to rebuild essentially. But <clears throat> guess what? Like what comes down the road though, like later, just like what happened to 2008 and like the traditional finance sector, what's coming for us because we keep kicking this thing down the road and <laughs> letting this thing get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. It's going to be a travesty. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. How do we invent this new thing that uh, Satoshi did, you know, 14 years ago where he solves a huge computer science problem, brand new problem has been solved with the new technology. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's just a security. It's still a security, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Not everything is a security in crypto, right? No, you, of course need, not. you need some of these tokens in order to leverage some of these protocols. You need them. Yeah. Therefore, not a security. Well, so that's a whole different discussion. It's like, yeah, we need different interpretation, different laws. So that's yeah, to that's interpret. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like But in this case, it's not yeah, like the headline is like, oh, the SEC is going after crypto by labeling all these things securities. But there's there's additional potential violations that have occurred, right? For sure. So those are the things that I, I yeah, think. well that's separate. But ultimately, the, yeah. the way the way you win against the SEC is you you fight them on regulation. You fight them on like what is and what is not a security. That's how you win. Even though there's going to be some dead bodies, you know, behind all this like yeah. fighting. Yeah, you're still going to change something. Yeah. Well, that's basically like what that's the case of Brian Armstrong. Like he is our knight in shining armor for this specific. Yeah battle yeah, yeah. Right? this is his battle his battle is to somehow him and his vast ocean of lawyers yeah <laughs> they're gonna have to make the case that what the sec is doing is unlawful yeah they're they are yeah over enforcing this interpretation of of a security on onto a market that the government just doesn't really understand i guess yeah and it seems, feels like the sec is going to lose this one once it gets to to court i think they're going to lose this one I think they're going to be forced to provide proper regulation for a new yeah. asset, a new invention. I think so too. It's like AI is a new invention. We need to regulate it to a certain extent. We need to come up with new stuff. Yeah. Not only that, now there's like a, <clears throat> there's a new narrative to kind of like push the government into this direction. The narrative of like now China is awake. 
Yeah, that's right. China's awake and they are not afraid of this stuff. They're scooping it all up. Yeah. Like, so like if we fuck join up, us. yeah, if we fuck up and not, imp- you know, implement the right measures to regulate this market, then we're going to lose everything to them. Yeah. If that, if some, if he can present that during his like fight against the SEC and like get the rest of government to pay attention to that narrative is like, holy shit. Yeah. The SEC's literally like putting us at the mercy of, of China and giving them all of the power of this technology. Yeah. Yeah. And the economic, you know, uh, advantages of supporting it. So like, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. So that's a new narrative spin, I guess. Not, I wouldn't say spin. It's like, it's reality. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, it's not like something fake. Yeah. Fabricated. Yeah. yeah. That's real shit. Yeah. I totally agree. And so, yeah. the government is going to care about that narrative. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. They're <laughs> going to care about it. I think they will care a lot that, that China is growing in some aspect that we are like collapsing yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to technology, because technology is like, yeah, the technology, right? dude, the capital of technology is in the United States. For now. For now, yes. Yeah, I watched an Elon interview the other day. Like, they asked about his assessment of AI. Like, how close is China to the United States and the AI? Because mm. Elon's, like, he knows both sides. Tesla's massive in China. True. So he's always there. He's always here. He's So he sees, like, the, the differences. And he's, like, it took him a long time to, like, come up with, like, a... Like I think a they response? asked. Yeah, they asked him, like, give us, like, a 1 to 10, like, a score. Yeah. For USA and China. He's, like, I can't do that. But... He gave like a 12 month timeline where he thinks it'll take in 12 months. China will be better than the United States. He said like, in AI, AI, AI. Yeah. Holy shit. That's not a long time. <laughs> it's one year. Yeah. And I think that interview was like two months ago. So we got like 10 months. Yeah. And China is going to catch up, you know? So they're going to be, um, I guess submitting into our social sphere, yeah. like a bunch of fake, fake news stuff. Oh, whatever, whatever, however indistinguishable from reality. Oh, that's going to happen during this election cycle. Like that's going to happen for sure. If they thought like Russia collusion was like a big narrative. Yeah. Just wait till the AI narrative like comes through. It's like nothing you're seeing is real public. Yeah. Trust no one except for your government. (laughs) It's (laughs) like we're out to watch your back. Yeah. In a world where everyone else is harnessing AI to manipulate you. But not us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vote for me. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it all pans out. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's been the SEC, Binance getting attacked. Um, it's probably going to be a few months before any of this gets, like, any any more progress. Yeah, yeah. The main takeaway, this isn't, like, an FTX moment, so I don't think. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, uh, and even so, these are like a lot of like a lot of these allegations are like Binance US implications, I think. So like this doesn't even really apply to what it is that CZ and Binance really controls, it's like mm-hmm. 80% of the market. No, Binance US is like 2% of that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if they have to like, I don't know, do something to like offboard American users, yeah. the market's really not going to suffer, right? Yeah, basically shut down Binance US and it's like, forget the oh, United ouch. States. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it sucks for the U.S. It's just another barrier yeah. for this country to participate in this like new paradigm. But again, we expected this to happen. This is not for us. Yeah. Web3, crypto, DeFi. This is for everybody else. Dude, America better wake up, dude. How are we going to do that? How are we going to make them wake up? China. So what does that mean? That means China's taking the lead. I don't, I don't think the United States wants to... Uh, follow china in any any 
one industry. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So buy Chinese coins is what you're saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> Support them? Yeah. Shit. I mean, they should be coming online soon, I'm pretty sure. That that probably will be a pretty powerful narrative now that I think about it. They have they're supporting the metaverse. Yeah. Right? So that's one angle where But I remember in twenty seventeen, like the China narrative was big. Yeah. Remember Neo? Yeah. It was like the Ethereum of China. I remember that. And people bought into it. Yeah, still they're still like a top twenty or thirty token or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think they are. There's no way. Uh let's see if the metaverse tokens have recovered. <laughs> It's a little, little heartbeat there, dude. <laughs> They're not dead yet, dude. Scrapping for life. All right, Neo. Oh, it's number sixty-eight. So it's it's fallen for sure. There you go, dude. Yeah, if you're looking for some kind of, I guess, something to sink your teeth into, as far as like what could happen in the next cycle. Yeah. I mean, we already have tons of predictions. If you watch our regular twenty-minute videos, man, that list of uh, sectors expands pretty frequently mm -hmm. but uh yeah we have like eight or nine different like crypto sectors that we're eyeballing but obviously it's like impossible to cover them all like in parallel yeah we have to like pick and choose like all right what are we going to focus on like the next couple of weeks and we would need a fleet of like team members yeah. to like keep up with so all these sectors. monitor each sector and see what's happening to each token in real time and do a report about it all ai agents that's we, what we need it's something I, even the AI agents, I think, aren't good enough. No, they're not. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I mean, we got these sectors we're paying attention to because, you know, we need something to fuel the next cycle, right? Yeah. We got BRC20s, AI. Um, this potential China narrative might be big mm -hmm. at some point. Uh, we got, like, the liquid staking thing. We got Apple in the metaverse now. Oh, yeah, the metaverse. Yeah. Metaverse. <laughs> So I don't know exactly what it is that's going to, like what part of Web3 Metaverse that's going to become valuable now. Yeah, um, I was showing you the the rainbow chart earlier today. So that's a good time to kind of reevaluate where we are. Let me look that up. Because um, uh, Bitcoin stock to flow chart. Really need to bookmark this one, dude. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> as much as we use it. All right, here we go. Damn, uh, dude, why are we so far off? This is crazy. Yeah. Are you sure this model's not like broken completely? Like, look how far off we are. Okay, but we're on this one though. This one still works. Yeah, and this is just like a, I don't know, ballpark projection. But if I zoom in here, you could see that we're still. An accumulation zone. We're right? still outside the bands of the blue, too. Holy shit. Yeah. So we got a long way to go, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of growth to be had here. <laughs> when did we start the podcast last time? Right here. Right there. In the blue bands, dude. Yep. In the blue bands. So here's, here we are again. Here's We've COVID. Gone. Yeah, COVID. And here's the sixty to $70,000 Bitcoin. Here's $16,000 Bitcoin. And we're at 25000 or 26000 today. Yeah, I mean, I guess depending on how far this whole Binance thing goes, probably will dictate, like, how much bearish activity occurs in the market. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking. I don't know. Because um, we're already outside the bounce and stuff. Like, damn. Because, like, even go back to the last cycle, 
you know, there was like a an uprising and then like a bearish period to follow leading up to the happening. Yeah. And then that led to COVID. Yeah. But all that was above the blue and green bands, you know? It's like, we're, we haven't even gotten back into the blue this whole time. Yeah. We've been oversold for months. Yeah. You know? Dude, imagine getting back in just into the green area. It's going to be like $50,000 Bitcoin. Yeah. Just to get into the green. I don't know. Potentially, if BRC20 actually, BRC20 summer is an actual thing, potentially that could happen. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. I mean, there's obviously a ton of potential in BRC20s and, and in the market. and But summer is like literally, like we're pretty much there. Yeah. Yeah, so we're in the middle of it now. Something needs to kick off like very soon. Yeah. You think Damn. Peter Schiff doing his own ordinals project is enough? Yeah, when is that drop happening? I don't know. But it's yeah. only 50 fucking inscriptions. There's no way that's yeah. enough to like. And it's an auction too, right? So, yeah, yeah he's going to try to make as much money as possible with that. Of course. <laughs> but the point is Peter Schiff is a convert officially. Yeah. So we watched the interview with him in Pomp, and he was pretty positive about Bitcoin. Because all of a sudden, because of ordinals, that's right. He yeah. wasn't positive about Bitcoin at all. He still thinks like it's a scam, like from a value store of value perspective. Yeah, obviously he's got ginormous bias. Yeah, being like a gold slinger. <laughs> but as a store of data chain, like a store of information, or a store of security of yeah. data, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, now that ordinals are a thing. I want to utilize Bitcoin. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. These are potential like big catalyst moments because you go back to Ethereum early days. It's like, you know, someone like Beeple came in, did like a big art drop, proved to a lot of people, you know what, there is value in this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're going to need a lot more of that in the BRC20 ordinal space. Yeah. You know, in order to catalyze anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of positive things happening though, right? We got Apple into the metaverse. Like there isn't a company bigger than Apple that could generate this much interest in this yeah. virtual space yeah so um and then meta I'm, I'm sure zuckerberg's happy yeah why wouldn't he be yeah he's got to be happy he's like you see guys i told you yeah, yeah i bet he's the happiest guy after that apple event truthfully yeah, yeah i think it just so. validates everything he's been doing yeah i totally agree even though like yeah i think it's going to make people want his products even more because like they're going right. to see like this expensive things that they can't afford. I'd be like, this is good enough. It's like, let me, uh, yeah, at least I can get this $500 machine and yeah. experience something close to it. Yeah. That's going to unlock a whole new like market, I think. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, it's, it's good for the whole space. So you're going to see revenues go up across the board. Yeah. Interest, development, everything. But man, are we early? <laughs> <laughs> we got a long way to wait, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been the Blockrunner podcast. We talked about Apple's headset, the Vision Pro. We talked about, I, I guess, the impact against Meta and the Metaverse. Yeah, uh, Bi the Binance. Binance SEC, Brian Armstrong with Coinbase fighting back. Um, yeah, and let us know if, you know, we, we should cover something specific, uh, whether it's BRC20s, ordinals, stamps, stacks. What else? Well, we're going to do that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to keep on digging. Even though, like, we announced last week on our last podcast that we got funding secured for MetaZone. That's right. Yeah, we got a lot of work on that front. Like, we're, yeah. like as we've been doing and as we will continue to do, keep our eyes on what's going on around us, right? Not just have total tunnel vision, you know? Yeah, and if you have aspirations to build stuff in the Metaverse, hit us up. 
I mean, we got <laughs> we got a lot of a lot of stuff happening in the pipeline. That's true. Yeah, ever since that announcement, we got a lot more interest. I think people are starting to understand the value of distributed yeah. ecosystems. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's it's amazing how much like what well, you know <laughs> what one announcement does. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're on. They make it makes sense now. You yeah. know, but yeah. We're gonna we're probably gonna do more recordings and podcast discussions about this too. And then of course, since we're working with others who want to, you know, onboard into the ecosystem, mm-hmm. we got a lot of explaining to do basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In case sure. like you're wondering yourself, yeah, I can make apps for the metaverse, I can make cool things. But I don't necessarily know like what's the most efficient or the best design yeah. approach. Agreed. Right. Eventually this will become intuitive because we're just mimicking real life, right? There's yeah. there's nothing, you know groundbreaking in that respect it's correct it's taking advantage of what we've already done in in the economy yeah and applying it to the digital space that's it yeah all right that's it for us guys i appreciate you guys watching as always make sure you follow us on twitter at the block runner at metazone.io and at roby ai and we'll catch you in the next podcast peace